ninjas. Welcome to the Saucy Sales Show. I am so excited and grateful that you are right here hanging out with me today. Listen, being an entrepreneur can be tough, especially when you feel like you were doing it alone. And on top of that, most of you didn't go to school for sales. And yet it is one of the most important skills you need to know to run your business. But that is why your saucy sales queen is here to help you learn all things sales and marketing with a sprinkle of mindset and life as an entrepreneur. So you never feel like you're alone again. I'm your host, Logan, otherwise known as the most fun sales and marketing mentor you will ever meet. (laughs) All right, grab your notebook, or if you're driving, just listen and take notes later and be present right here in this moment while you start to become a saucy sales ninja. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Saucy Sales Show. I am so excited to bring you an interview from one of my friends today um, who I met on in the online business world from a coaching program that we are in together. And this is the first interview that I've done on the Saucy Sales Show. So I'm so excited to have her here. Um, this is, I have Natalie Krause here with me from the Here for More podcast um, to talk about entrepreneurship, business, mindset, you know, all of the things that we normally talk about on this podcast, but also to get her perspective on things. So you don't always have to hear my voice around here. So I'm excited to have her here. Um, So welcome, Natalie. Hello. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. And I was telling Logan right before this that this is actually the first podcast I've interviewed on uh, maybe ever. So (laughs) this is super exciting (laughs) for me too. I'm happy to be here. And I'm so honored that I get to be that. <laughs> I get to be the first interview that you've done. <laughs> Hopefully I don't disappoint, right? Um, <laughs> so um, I will let you start and I would just tell us a little about like yourself personally, like where you're at right now, where you're living, because you've been a lot of places um, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit, the travel life. But um, yeah, tell us about kind of your business, your podcast, um, where you're at right now and what you do. Yeah, this question is coming at a great time because I have been all over the place, not just uh, location-wise, but mentally, business-wise. I've been, I feel like, everywhere. And there's still so much more to go, which is really exciting. So right now, my primary business is my podcast, Here for More Podcast. I love it. I started it a little over a year ago with not a whole lot of direction, just a want to get a message out in the world. I actually launched it with a 19-day gratitude challenge, which meant that I did 19 episodes in a row, like back to back. It was wild. (laughs) Yes. Oh my. (laughs) It was wild, but it was really good for me. And I I knew going in like, hey, this is going to be a lot, but it was like the best way to just kick that imposter syndrome right from the beginning and say, I'm doing this, I'm committing to it. And I'm bringing this audience along with me. And so it was a really cool way to kind of introduce it. So flash forward a year, I've tried business coaching, mindset coaching. I, for a little bit, was a Pinterest virtual assistant. I've been a yoga teacher. I've done all these different things. And ultimately, nothing ever really felt right. And when I really stepped back and looked at what was going on, I came back to my podcast. I was like, here's this thing that I built from this place of, you know, in the title here for more really wanting to, to live for more, to embody that more and to share that with others as well. I was like, why am I trying to grasp onto something else when I have this right here? So I really stepped back into it with the intention of, okay, this is the thing. And that's what I'm doing now. Uh, My husband, Jess, he actually just came on as like the show's executive co-producer. So he's now helping me with the show, which is super exciting. And yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing right now. I'm currently in California. I was just in Hawaii for about three months. And before that, I was living in a van for a little bit. So I I really have been all over the place and, but it's great. It's, it's never what I envisioned my life to be. I don't know what I envisioned my life to be, but it's, it's awesome. I'm loving where I'm at and I'm excited for whatever's next. And currently in the process of kind of starting a new business also with my husband. (laughs) Uh, We just launched our first retreat. It's a surf and yoga retreat that we're hosting this December in Mexico. And we're kind of, you know, you're hearing it here first. We're kind of turning that into a business while we'll have more retreats. So lots always in the works and very much based around this mindset of living for more. 
Absolutely. So yeah, I was going to get into like your podcast here for more. Where did that name come from? Like what is the the mission, the message behind that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just uh, two podcast episodes ago on my show, I think it was episode 51. I did like a year anniversary. What does it mean to be here for more for this exact purpose to to refresh my audience, but even to remind myself. Uh, So I started here for more as a blog when I knew I wanted to get out of kind of the corporate nine to five world, so to speak, but I didn't know what to do. And we had this vision of living and traveling in a van. And I was like, okay, I got to find remote work. And I, so I, I saw that a blog could be a thing that you could grow and monetize. And I look, I, you know, I just Googled like how to start a blog. And so I signed up and it lets you pick your domain name. And I didn't realize at the time that when you choose your domain name, you can't just go back and like change it. You know, you pay for that. Like that is set. That is set. (laughs) And so it was kind of like my first uh, faux pas as an entrepreneur. But I just, I actually first titled it, Here We Are. Like that was it. That was the domain. Here we are dot site, I think. Because I didn't, I just, there was so much I didn't know. And I was like, well, here we are full well knowing that I was going to change that. And so I came back a couple days later, realized that I had just paid for that domain for an entire year and I was about to change it. So that was dumb. But I was like, what do I change it to? Well, you know, we are here. Here we are. And just this idea of more, like there has to be more. It's not about just choosing your major and checking the boxes and getting the job and then the house with the white picket fence, unless you want it to be, right? But there's other options. There's there's more. And then even when you do have your career, whatever that is, that's the first question that people ask you so often. Hey, like, what's your name? What do you do? And that starts to define you. You know, okay, that's Natalie, the yoga teacher. That's Logan, the physical therapist. And I was like, but there, but there's more than that. I'm not just that one label, you know? And what if, what if one day I want to change that or I want to add something onto that? You know, why can't I be more? Well, I can be and other people can be too. And so this idea of more just kept coming back in. And so aside from me not knowing how to actually set up a website, this, it was actually very close to what I landed on, you know, which was so funny. So this idea of more stuck, you know, changed here we are to here for more. And it was a blog at first. And I didn't know what it was about other than that concept of there is more in this life than what society has so often told us there is. So that is how it started. And it just stuck. Yeah. And we talked about that when I did my interview for your podcast about being more than, yeah, what you do. And that was part of my, cause I was trying to think of like, where did this idea come from my head? Like, cause it was on the top of my mind. Cause I included that in my commencement speech that I did. And so when you would ask me like what, what was in there, like one of the things that I talked about, one of my points or lessons was that you're more than your job. And, you know, and then that we always ask that question, you know, what do you do? And we talked about, um, why do people ask that question? We kind of had our theories about why people ask that. And so I included that as something in my commencement speech because I think it's so important. It's like, yeah, you're, I'm like, what do you, I talked about, what do you ask when you're a kid? What are you going to be when you grow up? Like, what do you ask when you're in high school? What are you going to college for? Like, it's always so focused on how you're going to make money. And, but we're so much more than that. So I love the mission behind it. I love that name. And that reminded me kind of where that came from because we had this conversation before. And I think it's just a continual lesson for everybody to remember. Oh, it totally is. I love that you included that in your speech. And yeah, I so agree. I've seen, and I'm now so aware of it when I hear people ask it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm paying attention Mm -hmm. to whatever other questions come along with that. And sometimes it's, you know, if you're not getting a job right away, it's, you get the response of, okay, great. You know, enjoy it while you're young. You know, this is a great time. And it's like, well, why, why can't I enjoy it when I'm older? Why couldn't I enjoy it in five years? You know, why, why does it just have to be right now when I'm young with no kids? Like, why can't I also, and maybe that's way easier said than done for sure. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the mindset of, you know, enjoy it while it lasts, I I don't believe in because I think you can find Mm -hmm. a different type of enjoyment, a different kind of more wherever you're at in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, uh, so Megan Reed, um, I'll give her a shout out today. She was just talking about a reel that she did 
Um, so Megan Reed is a confidence coach and a friend of ours who were, who was also in the coaching program that we were in together. And so she was talking about a reel of hers that like went viral. And, um, it was just a simple audio of this, of like, I don't have time anymore for things, or I'm don't have the room for, um, things that make me feel like shit. And it like went viral. And so with that comes a bunch of trolls and negative comments and stuff like that. And there were a couple that were like, well, that's just ridiculous. Like there, there's things in life that you just have to do that make you feel like shit and like listing off like working, exercising, like all these things. And it's like, why do those things have to make you feel like shit? Yes. You know, and so many of the comments I was reading through that like getting fired up because that's what I do for fun. <laughs> it's just like get fired up in comments like but don't say anything. Um, but so many was like, oh, so I guess I'm quitting my job tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> why does like why does your whole life? Why does your job have to make you feel like shit? And so many people are like, well, it just does. It just has to. Like, I have to make money some way. And we're just so closed off in the way that we have to make money. So, just thought of that. That just the mindset that is just so. It's just a blanket mindset that a lot of people have. Um, but the more that more of us that keep talking about it and educating that there are other ways, I think um, it just continues to spread that message. So. Tell me about like where you got started in the quote working world, adulthood, whatever you want to call it, and when and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. Uh, Well, like I said, it's been a wild journey of a lot of different things. I, so for me, going all through college, even a little bit in high school, when people asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, you know, air quotes around that because. Still, still growing up. Apparently, um, <laughs> probably never growing up. You know, whatever growing up means. Right. Like, I'm also grown up. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm grown up right now, and I'm also always growing up, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I never knew. I never had a vision. I had some things that sounded kind of cool. I was always an athlete. So something, honestly, in physical therapy or athletic training, something like that, had, it's always, it still fascinates me to this day. Uh, nutrition fascinates me big time. So those are always things that I was kind of looking for. But Logan, I had no vision. I didn't. The biggest thing, the biggest dream for me was being a college athlete. And I had left a uh, competitive gymnastics to do high school gymnastics, which if you know the gymnastics world, that is not your ticket to college gymnastics, but I really, really wanted to. And so this is, to- you know, I promise we're going to get around to the question you actually asked, but <laughs> long story short, uh, there was a new sport emerging called acrobatics and tumbling. And I had the opportunity to be a part of it. So it didn't really matter what I majored in or what school I went to. I just wanted to be a part of it. And so I ended up choosing a school. I mean, I, I got into this, I got into University of Oregon and learned about this team and tried out for it and made the team. So it was like, I'm here. I don't, I don't really care. I just want to get good grades. And so I had started down this like human physiology route, immediately was like, oh God, they didn't tell me I'd have to take three more semesters of chemistry. No, thank you. I would rather be happy than <laughs> depressed and struggling every day of my life. So I just picked and I even went to my guidance counselor, like crying, I don't know what to do. You know, I wanted to major in like nutrition or something. And she literally was like, oh, well, you should have gone to a different school for that. Okay. Gut check. You know, that sucks. And she just said, you know what, what can you get good grades in? And so I picked a major that I didn't really care about, but I knew I could excel in. And so I was a general social science major with a business concentration, never in a million years thought I would be majoring in something business and economics related. Uh, Never in a million years did I think I would actually be using that degree to some extent. And here we are now. So I actually went out of college as a graduate assistant for another college, um, coaching the same sport. So that was like my first job. I got certified in yoga. I started teaching yoga. I actually became the head gymnastics coach for the high school that I attended. So for a while, it was it was that kind of that path that I described to you of athletics and fitness. Uh, it really It really was there and it was just okay. Like there was something that I felt like I couldn't fully offer and it just, it was like, oh, this is fine. You know, kind of back to the the comment section of people saying, oh, I guess I'm going to go quit my job. You know, I felt a little bit of that, especially when the hours started increasing and increasing, especially in high school when you all of a sudden have to deal with 
parents, uh, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to that. So anyways, um, (laughs) yeah, after Jess and I got married in 2019, we had this idea of the van and built buying one and building it and going and traveling in it. And I knew that if we wanted to do that remote work would have to become a thing. And that's where the entrepreneur journey really officially started is I started Googling, how can I make money online? How do people living in vans do this? And I started seeing all these different options. And so what started as a blog evolved into a quick stint in virtual assisting. And eventually I landed in this program uh, that was helping me become a coach, you know, an online coach. Throughout all of that, I felt the same thing. Like I get really hyped up about something, start it full force, like whatever the tuition was, whatever the investment was to get into a program to learn. I didn't care. I was like, I will learn faster by you teaching me. Here's my money. Teach me how to do it, which was awesome because I learned really quickly also what I did not like, you know? So some might look at that as a loss as I spent whatever amount of money on a course and then ended up not furthering that, you know, not pursuing it. Uh, but in my eyes, I'm like, I would have never known if I didn't go for it, if I didn't try it fully. And so <laughs> round the circle, you know, I came back to podcasting and podcasting was something I got into when I was just really struggling mentally. I was so lost in what I was doing. I was stuck for lack of a better term. And the podcasts are what I started turning on on my commute on my way to go teach yoga. And they would just inspire me and excite me. And I was listening to people talk about things that I would have never like picked up a book to read by choice. You know, it just was next in the playlist. And so I would keep listening. And I thought, um, that's so cool. This has inspired me so much. This has helped me so much. Maybe I'll have a podcast one day. That's pretty much the story. That's pretty much that story. (laughs) That's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of, you mentioned, um, you know, going on the road with Jess. So if you guys missed that, Jess is her husband and he is in the entrepreneurial world as well. Um, So I was curious um, if he had always had that mindset or had that as a goal. Was that something that you guys decided together? Did one of you inspire the other what was the dynamic there and how did you guys come to this decision? Like, Hey, we're both doing this. Let's hit the road and make it happen. You know, we talk about this a lot. Like what if we weren't together? What would we be doing right now in our lives? Just because it's interesting because we've been together now for almost 10 years. So it's been a large portion of our, especially those really pivotal years coming out of high school, college, you know, post-college. So we talk about this question a lot and And he always says like, Natalie, you'd probably be doing the same thing. And he goes, I'd probably be like behind a desk and probably fat. So I don't believe, I don't believe that. (laughs) I don't believe that either. (laughs) But that's what he says, you know? So he, I think, you know, without trying to be like, I made him the way he is. I think that my decisions to really pursue this, this lifestyle has inspired him and kind of given him permission to do the same. And he was behind a desk. He was doing the nine to five. He actually supported us uh, for a while because yoga teacher salary is just, especially when you're first starting out, is not a big paycheck. So I was, it was such a blessing that he kind of bit the bullet on that and sat behind a desk for, you know, 40 hours a week. And he, he liked making money, you know, he liked making money. He liked some of his coworkers, you know, and that was fun for him, but he too felt that little tug of there's something more, you know, there's something else. There's a way I could make a bigger impact. And so that was the conversation that we first had when we were talking about the van was, okay, how is this going to work? You know, what are you going to do? And he actually, this is, so funny because he tried to go remote in his corporate job. He had meetings with his boss. He said, could I do this role remote? And this was before COVID was ever a thing, right? And ultimately they came back and said, nope, sorry, you know, especially because you're going to be in a van. It's a liability. Two weeks later. So he, he put in his two weeks. He was like, okay, cool. Well, then I'm leaving. So he puts in his two weeks. COVID happens. Everyone's remote. And he's like, haha, could have done it remote. But fine, you know, here we are now. Yeah. That was the kick right. he needed to get out, you know? Yeah. So. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that funny? So <laughs> ever since that, it's just been a constant conversation of we, we really try to keep those communication uh, paths open of how are you doing? Do you like what you're doing? What if you tried this? Can I offer you advice? You know, and just continuing to check in with each other. And yeah, he he's run into his own roadblocks throughout the way. He was an online coach. He has been pursuing that for a long time and is now starting to pivot more into helping me with podcasting and running a retreat business. And I know he too has dealt with a lot of that. Um, feeling like really excited, but also a little bit off. But ultimately, it's just the conversations that we continue to have and check in with each other and and say like, okay, what do we want our future to look like? What does it look like a year, five years, 10 years from now? And we often don't know. You know, I think it's actually in the past few months, it's gotten a lot clearer of where we want to be in those future dates. But up until now, it's been like, okay, just I know if I know I don't want to be at a desk, where do I want to be? And we just keep talking about it and keep dreaming it up. And that's, that's how we are here now. That's how he's here now. Yeah. So I love hearing about, you know, your running a business with Jess and kind of his, his journey to you guys doing it together, because like in so many entrepreneurs to have a partner, you know, in their life, but not necessarily in their business. And maybe who have a different mindset about things. Like for me personally, my boyfriend, Dallas, he is definitely not in the mindset of like looking for something, looking for a job or looking for work that it's never been his desire to like look for a job that like made him truly inspired or happy. Like he has always been in the mindset of like, work is work. And I have other things that like fulfill me in life, but he's, that's never been like his goal. Cause I would always ask, you know, well, do you like what you do? Like, do you like your job? Do you want to do that? Does that make you happy? You know? And he just like is in kind of, I don't know what I consider like an old school mindset of like work is work. It just is what it is. And he does enjoy aspects of it, like being a leader and, and things like that. But, um, it has been, like it's, it's not difficult, but like, it is just a different mindset that I have. And I've learned to just like, not, not push my mindset onto him and just kind of do my own thing. Um, but I think the support of your partner is super important, whether they're in the business with you or not. Um, you know, having someone in your life that is supportive of what you're doing doesn't need to be financial support, but just someone who is, love seeing you happy and love seeing you inspired and supports that and does what they can to, to help you do that. So like you said, like, you know, Jess was the financial support for a little while and that's amazing that you have that. Um, but like to anyone out there listening, it doesn't need to look like that, but to have, you need to have those discussions in my opinion and talk about what that support looks like for you and what you need as support and really, um, express those things and communicate those things and how much this means to you because there there are going to be a lot of opinions that come in, you know, when you do this. And so that's kind of leading me to my next question is what kinds of opinions or pushback or judgments did you get from people in your life? <laughs> um, and how did you navigate those things? Like what would be your best insight or advice to help navigate those things? I love this question because it is <laughs> still happening over a year into pursuing entrepreneurship. And I don't doubt that it'll happen for most of the rest of my life. Uh, maybe as all, you know, my babies grow up, then they'll just have entrepreneurship be a normal thing. And so maybe they won't question it because it'll be like their norm now. But <laughs> mm -hmm. as long as yeah. <laughs> my parents and my grandparents and, you know, aunts and uncles are all alive, I think it will be continued to be questioned. Uh, so that is where most of the questions come from is from the uh, older adults in our lives. And I think a lot of times they come from places of love and wanting to see us succeed. And maybe sometimes from confusion because they don't understand. What do you mean? You're using the internet to run a business that does not compute in their brains quite often. So yeah, a lot of the questions have been, well, for example, um, you know, I was just talking the other night at dinner with my dad about potentially moving to Hawaii more permanently. And one of his questions is, oh, do you think you could make a living there? And 
To an extent, that's a very innocent question. And on the other side of that, I think, dad, my journey right now of working in the world of online business, you know, entrepreneurship is not new to you. What do you mean? Can I make a living from there? I can make a living from anywhere. You know, what kind of question Mm -hmm. is that? So there is a part of me that gets feisty, you know, like, come on, do you not understand? But then the other part of me is like, okay, he, this is still really, really new to him, you know? And him asking that question is just the same. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense in his head yet. So, you know, it's, it's always questions like that, or, you know, Jess get, is on the call on a call with one of his family members, you know, and, and he, they're like, Oh, how's it been being in Hawaii? You know, it must be so nice. Cause you don't have a job. And it's just like a little stab, you know, and he's like, Oh yeah. God, I'm working every single day. I'm actually working harder than I worked in my nine to five job. And I don't know how to tell that to you. And sometimes, you know, not having the money to show it yet is, is really challenging because it, you can't just say like, well, actually I'm making this much money. You know, it's, it is very, um, in a lot of its beginning stages. And so to say I'm working this job 40, however many hours a week, and I'm not making that income yet, you know, there is sometimes a disconnect because then it's looked at in a different way. But here's what I'll say as advice, because I've felt a lot of sometimes embarrassment from telling people what I'm doing. Sometimes um, just like I, I wanted to have something else to latch onto. Like I almost wanted, if I, if when I was coaching high school gymnastics, I was like, oh, I'm a high school gymnastics coach. You know, the thing that I'm doing on the side, it's just on the side because it was easier. It was clearer for people to hear, oh, okay, you work for the high school. That is very clear. Like what, you know, it, it just makes sense. And so it was easier for me to talk about, even though I didn't actually love what I was doing. So to get to the point to be able to say, oh yeah, this is what I do. Really, it comes down to how much do you believe in what you're doing? How much do you enjoy what you're doing? How much do you want to be doing what you're doing? Because when I was kind of in the end of my business coaching phase, I was feeling not aligned. And so to tell people this is what I was doing was hard because it wasn't aligned with me anymore. Now with podcasting, man, this thing is my baby. I love it. It's exciting. I'm excited to see it grow. And I love telling people about it. So that I think is a huge thing is really believing in what you're doing. And I know it can be really hard to believe in what you're doing when you don't have results yet or when you don't have the the money yet or whatever those success uh, rankings are for you or success measures are for you. But success too, you know, to put it in the most cheesy way possible is also how much joy you're feeling from what you're doing, right? So if you have that joy, if you're excited about what you're doing, own that and tell people and be okay with that and knowing that they probably won't understand. And you don't have to tell them anything you don't want to tell them, right? If you, if you, if they ask you how much your money, money you're making, if they ask you how much that program costs that you bought, you don't have to tell them, tell them whatever you want to tell them that feels empowering. And if there's a disconnect, like if you're feeling kind of ashamed to talk about it, check in with why. You know, why are you feeling that way? Could it be that you're not fully aligned with where you're at and you might need to make a shift? Absolutely. I love that. And just that empowering, like tell them whatever makes you feel empowered. And yeah, not everybody has to understand what you do. They don't have to understand your life. They might try, but you don't have to explain yourself in any way that makes you feel uncomfortable. You don't have to continue your life explaining and defending, you know, what you do. And if you get into that mindset of being defensive around it, ask yourself why, you know, like, is it because a lot of times we get defensive about things that are our own insecurities. Mm -hmm. So business included, it's like, if we are insecure about something and we feel ashamed or embarrassed by what we're doing because we haven't hit these success numbers, you know, um, then we we get defensive when we explain it. And so, yeah, just figure out how you want to define it. If you're confident in what you do and give up, I would say let go of that that desire to for everyone to understand what you're doing and to continue to try and explain it to everybody. Because like you said, it's just, there's going to be people who 
are a, have a different mindset, lived in a different time. It's just a foreign thing. And, you know, they hear online and they think, like, oh, you, you're making money on TikTok, like all these other, <laughs> you know, kids. Like, there's yeah. just so many avenues and like things they're going to assume about it. Um, but all that matters is that you love what you do and you don't have to, you know, defend yourself to anybody. So, I just love the way that you explain that about like, tell them whatever you want that makes you feel empowered about it. Um, and ask yourself and really be introspective around those emotions that you have when you're asked those questions. Yeah, 100%. And know that people very well may give you advice, you know, on what you should do or whether it's pivoting to something else like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that or for your business. I've had people who are so hyped up. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. You're running your own business. You know what you should do. And it just makes zero sense. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay. Uh huh. Wow. Let me write that down. You know, and sometimes there's valid advice. So it's not saying to like not listen or dismiss it. It could be a learning opportunity to share a little bit more about what you do, but also just to to take it with a grain of salt and know that people are hearing about this for maybe the first time and they could, they're going to react in their own way. They might be excited about it. Right. So yeah, just, just take it as what it is, you know, and, and focus on the relationship that you have with that person rather than trying to be right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, going back to like the, the spousal or partner, kind of conversations and support, like that is a different type of relationship, you know, and there's family members who try and give you advice and there's going to be friends and extended family members and things that it's easier to brush off, you know, what they're saying or what they're telling you. But when it's someone that you live with, someone you're in a relationship with that is super close with you, it makes it a little bit more complicated when their opinions, their advice, their judgment is coming into play every single day, you know? So that's really where that communication aspect, just relationship in general and having that, figuring out where that's coming from and how you guys can work together to move through that because it's going to be really hard to, you know, have those opinions coming at you, have that judgment coming at you from someone that you love and they're, they love you. So they're trying to help you, but it is a different dynamic and something that is kind of hard to navigate sometimes for some people, but it's a hard conversation that you have to have if you truly want to do this. So just always going back to what you really want and making that very clear to the person, you know, that you want support from. So your podcast, so that's kind of the, cause I'm kind of learning now a little bit more about like, where your focus is in business and things like that. So, um, the podcast, like what you talked a little bit about, like the retreat business, you know, that you guys are um, kind of expanding to. But other than that, where do you see the future of your podcast going? Like, what's your vision now for where you want it to go, who you want to be speaking to? Um, like, have you thought about that? Do you have kind of plans going forward for that? Yeah, these are great questions that I would not have been able to answer a couple months ago. I would have looked at you like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good that we're having this conversation now. Uh, this is work that I've been doing over the last few months to really get clear on, okay, what is this podcast actually about? Who am I speaking to? Who do I want to reach? And how do I want to grow? And I didn't realize it, but now reflecting on who my guests are and who I'm inspired to bring on, they're all entrepreneurs in some way. And so that is really who I'm interviewing and who I'm speaking to, either aspiring entrepreneurs or current entrepreneurs to rather than helping them build their businesses, helping them build their mindsets. So the tagline of my show is helping eco-conscious creators manifest more fulfillment, impact, and joy. That concept of more more impact, feeling like you're making the difference, more fulfillment, feeling great about what you're doing every day and more joy because that is at the end of you know your life, you're going to want to have experienced a lot of joy <laughs> as many days as possible, right? So the eco-conscious piece is a, is a part that I was kind of weaving in quite messily that I'm trying to make more intentional because I think that in order to 
to make a bigger impact in this world, to really live this fulfilling life, we also have to be giving back to our earth and be aware to our people, you know, to the people around us, but also to the planet. And so integrating little bits of, by the way, this is how you can be a little more sustainable. This is how you can be sustainable in your business. This is how you can care for more for the environment um, is something I'm bringing more to the forefront of the podcast now as well. So Moving forward in the future, uh, I see us growing big, you know, like hundreds of thousands of downloads is for sure a goal. And same with revenue and through the means of our membership, which is continuing to evolve as we speak <laughs> to be something that's, you know, it's, it's growing right alongside me. But there we do have a Hear For More podcast membership right now that is about to get a facelift. But um, that is a means of mon- monetization along with future sponsors and different things like that. So that is where I see it. I see it becoming a, a much larger platform for uh, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs to come to and you know, listen on their car ride to somewhere or listen while they're doing the dishes or while they're cleaning the house and remember, okay, this is why I'm here. This is why I started this. This is why I should keep going. And this is how I'm going to get even better. That's the vision. Awesome. Ooh, chills. <laughs> Um, and so, so yeah, being sustainable and eco-friendly is a huge, I've always known, you know, a huge mission and mindset of yours, both you and Jess. Can you talk a little bit more for any of the listeners who, cause I feel like there are a lot of people who are trying to move that direction, be more sustainable. And I know that you've lived a vegan lifestyle as well. So could you talk a little bit more about that, you know, sustainability, eco-friendly, where that desire or passion came from and if you have any resources or you know places for people to start if they are interested in pursuing that route yeah. you know yeah okay yeah oh my gosh so much that was a loaded question no, 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 <laughs> i know like one thing I did, okay so right. <laughs> I, but it's a really good question this is exactly the, the conversations i want to be encouraging more of uh it started for me not not really on purpose. I just started hearing, you know, little bits here and there about like, oh, there's this vegan influencer and like, oh my gosh, the food she's making looks amazing. And uh, my sister actually just, for, in my eyes, it was random. In her eyes, it was not random because she'd been doing a lot of research and learning. But just one day was like, I think I'm not going to have meat tonight at dinner. And me being a college athlete was like, what? Like, why? You know, I was I was so confused. And especially because nutrition has been a really big part of my life, my whole life. And so I, I knew and looking at my fellow college athlete friends, you know, I was like, okay, that's not healthy. This is what is healthy, you know, and, and I really thought I had those things figured out. And so to hear someone who I'm very, very close to, you know, my sister say, oh, actually, there might be another way just made me uh, very defensive and very uh, frustrated because I didn't understand it. And so while I spent a little bit being frustrated and, um, pushing back towards it, I also started to let some of that information in like, okay, what is it about this? What is there to learn? And I started learning and Jess, uh, he is a double major with environmental science. And so plant-based diets were something that he had learned about. He has always had a sustainability bug in him. I, you know, I don't know exactly where it came from, but it's just been something that fascinates him. And so at, at that same time, you know, that I was starting to learn about eating more plant-based vegan lifestyle, he was also kind of like, oh, this is exactly what I learned about in college, you know? And so you know, I, I don't know exactly. It just, it just started to snowball. We started to see more and more come out about sustainable living and about how much our planet needed help, you know, and awareness to be built around these things. And we just took that on as, you know, as two people that could start making a change, you know, in our own lives to feel better and maybe to impact the world around us. We just started learning. And it was like one of those things that the more we learned, the less we knew. <laughs> but the more we learned, the less we could go back to what we thought before. I'd been changed. I was totally changed after learning about this stuff. Just like entrepreneurship, once I learned that these were avenues I could take, I can never go back to what I thought before. So 
each new thing we learn, you know, about changing out our toothpaste and our shampoo and conditioner and our hand wash and our dishwash, you know, and, and saving pasta jars uh, to use as jars for storage or as vases for flowers, you know, just all these little shifts. Now they're starting to become second nature and eating vegan while it is an awesome way to support the planet, it requires a lot less water, a lot less resources to produce the food. Uh, and it's, you know, it is delicious. <laughs> Contrary to some beliefs, it is delicious. I swear <laughs> my food does taste amazing, you know, or I wouldn't do it. Um, it, it is, it, you know, you don't have to do it all the way though. You know, you could implement a little more plant-based eating each week, like one plant-based meal or one plant-based day or something like that, you know, and it's still going to make an impact. So it's been so cool to see more and more people talk about it and normalize it and uh, seeing where vegan restaurants pop up or restaurants that aren't vegan, but all of a sudden now have a vegan section on the menu is incredible. So resources, uh, there are awesome documentaries. If you are at all into fitness or athletics, The Game Changers on Netflix is awesome. It's all about athletics and eating uh, vegan to improve performance and all of this really awesome stuff. Um, Cowspiracy is a document that I'm hesitant to recommend because it is intense. It, I had a hard time watching it. So just disclaimer there, it will show you think you can never unsee those things, you know, but it is really, really educational on um, industrial agriculture and farming. So Instagram accounts, there's so many amazing people who are, uh, you know, capturing this lifestyle very heavily. Jess, my husband, he has, he was plant-based coaching. So he has a ton of resources on his page, different like infographics and stuff. And then uh, someone I actually recently interviewed for my podcast, her Instagram is baby by chickpeas. She is a registered dietitian who is plant-based and she has a little one and another little one on the way. So she's raising, kind of navigating how to raise them with this like plant-based lifestyle. So man, she's a great resource. Like Instagram is always a good place to start because if you type in just sustainability or vegan or anything, yeah. like you will get so many things. Um, yeah. So I, I could just go on and on about the resources, but I think those are good places to start. Awesome. Thank you. And so Dallas is actually an environmental science major. Um, or he, yeah, he, that's what he graduated with. And so he has like little things here and there, you know, that he wants to do that, um, as far as like eco-friendly thing, like we're going to build, we're building a garden this summer and like, we're going to have a compost bin. Um, and like, he's talked about like, we're like, we've talked about buying a house someday. And he's like, I think it'd be really cool to like have it on some land of like restoring and like restore a prairie. And yeah. I was like, what is that? Like, <laughs> it's just like surprising sometimes the things that he like gets excited about or like that wants to do. But a lot of it comes from, he's very interested in the environment and things like that. Um, he doesn't do anything with the degree now, like with his job, but, um, but little things like that, you know, like those fire him up, you know, like where he's like talking about restoring a prairie. I'm like, who are you? Like, what? Yeah. what does that even mean? <laughs> Jess will do that too. Jess will, he's yeah. like, I want to buy this old golf cart and like put a solar panel on it and make it all electric. And, and I'm like, oh my goodness. But, but it's also really exciting <laughs> to see him get lit yeah. up about it, you know? So he, that was part of yeah. our van, building our van up. Uh, one of our things was to make it all electric. So the actual, the actual van was not electric. It took gasoline, <laughs> but the <Yeah>. actual <laughs> living part of it, we had solar panels on top. We had batteries. Everything was run off solar. So our kitchen, our shower, everything. And that was like a super fun project for, for both of us to learn that. So I feel yeah, he gets excited <laughs> so excited about that kind of stuff, uh, but it's awesome. You yeah. know, it's awesome that yeah. even here with, with that, with Dallas, that his, that little, that spark is there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Cause then it's like, yeah, te teach me. I mean, sure. Let's do it. Like if you're excited about it, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so much of it is just not, I think just not being aware like that there is another way. Yeah. Like we didn't know yeah. that there were so many straws floating around in the ocean that were killing the turtles. You know, we didn't know about the great Pacific garbage patch of garbage. We didn't know about the, 
the stuff that's destroying our ozone. We just didn't know, you know, we just didn't know. We just thought like this is normal. And so now just continuing to increase awareness is, is how we're starting, I think, to make a difference. And it's, you know, it's just making that like little extra intentional step to say like, okay, how could something that right here in my life, like right now, how could I change that to be a little bit more kind to the earth? And it's just starting to make that switch. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that, like, cause unfortunately it's never been a priority, like on the mainstream media to, yeah. to address these things and to make us known of these things. And then I think also too, from what I've heard, um, is I feel like some people feel like they're only one person and they're mm-hmm. like, well, me recycling this bag, like doesn't do anything. And so people just choose not to do it because they feel like it doesn't make an impact. Um, but it's like, it's like that, what's that thing called? Is it the butterfly effect? Oh. I don't know if this is like a, a dumb analogy, if this even makes sense, but you know, like, I think that's when there's so much, when there's so many people around mm-hmm. and you feel like someone else is going to like help the person. So you don't, and then it ends up that nobody helps them. Right. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, that's what just came to my mind where it's like one person doesn't feel like they're going to make an impact and like, they're like, oh, well, someone else will do it. Or mm-hmm. I don't know, like so many people are like, I'm only one person. But in reality, if all of you were just like, yeah, I'm one person, then it would create a big group yeah. of people doing it, you know? So, um, I mean, the best I example, that, that was a it, proper comparison. It totally, <laughs> like, no, it was, it was. like, it, it was, was like the individual person kind of thing. Yeah. It's such a good example. And it just makes me think about this past year that we've gone through that we're still, you know, working through this pandemic, you know, and I saw one of the environmentalists that I follow. She was like, look at how we took control, right? As this disease came about, you know, as, as best as we could. And we put on masks and we got safer and we stayed home. And now we're coming out of it to the other side, you know, that could, the same could happen with the environment if we all started doing these things, you know, it just, if it happened so quickly and everyone. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's possible. Good, yeah. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, it's people like you, it's, it's someone starting and continuing to share that message and more people getting interested in it and just the same way that you did, you know? So I think that's really cool. Just how you stumbled upon it and continued to learn. And, and now you're completely, your mindset is completely changed. Like you said, you can't go back and same. I totally relate to, you know, the world of, uh, you know, being a business owner and those things. It's like so many things of what I believe now and have developed now, I can never go back like to thinking a different way. It's just that part of those beliefs I will never align with anymore. And, um, so it's possible to come out of those beliefs, you know, for anyone who does think a certain way, like you can change your mind, you can learn something new and discover a new route. It just takes a little bit of courage and, you know, educating yourself, finding resources, finding people who have done what you want to do and learning from them instead of being triggered by them or intimidated by them. Just learn from them, ask them for help. Um, I definitely, think that that's so important is changing your mindset of just how you look at other people who are doing what you want to do instead of looking at them with resentment it's saying how can i duplicate what you did like teach me your ways instead mm-hmm. of um resentment towards them yeah i agree so what has been the most rewarding part of you you know, using that courage, taking the risk of going out on your own path, finding what you really want to do. Um, like what would you say has been the most rewarding part in your life personally? Um, you know, whatever route you want to take that. Yeah. Good question. I mean, really you kind of just said it right there in the question is getting to moving towards what I really want to do, moving towards like the true me, you know, like what I was put on this planet to do, I would have never found if I just listened to the, to society telling me, get the job, sit in the desk, put in your time. You know, you have to work in this way and then you can do something else in your future when you retire or something. Like if I listened to that, I would, I would not, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know myself. So knowing myself more, having more confidence, 
now having the confidence to say like, I can invest this money. I can take this leap. I can move across the ocean and it will be okay. That's something I would not have been able to do before. And it's not like I just, you know, for anyone listening, (laughs) it's not like I just throw caution to the wind and say, whatever, we'll figure it out. I'm very much a planner and I like to to have some things figured out. But I also now have the confidence to say, yes, this aligns with me or no, this doesn't align with me. And yes or no, I'll, you know, I will do it or I won't do it. And that feels amazing to just have so much more ownership of my real self. And I want to ask you one more question um, based on what you just said, because I feel like this is something that could help a lot of people in determining there, I'll just get to the question. It'll make more sense. But <laughs> so you said aligned, you like yeah. figuring out what aligns with you, what doesn't align with you. That word is used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the word alignment. So if you're able to like, how would you define or what does that feel like for you? How do you know if something is aligned with you? What does that even mean or look like? or feel like. Yeah. When you ask this, it makes me think of, and this is going to sound cheesy, but this makes me think of like love. (laughs) Like, how do you know he's the one, you know, or she's the one, or they are the one, you know, however you identify, how do you know they're the one? And I can speak to this because I have an awesome life partner. And so I'm I'm taking the question this way because it makes sense in my head. Um, you, I mean, to an extent, there is something you just feel. You're just, you feel happy and respected and, and, and that goes right into your career choice as well. Whatever that is, you know, you're joyful. You're excited to wake up to it every single day. You know, there are hard parts that you have to work through, but ultimately the pros far outweigh the cons. You're excited for the growth that's coming in your relationship or in your business. You know, you're, you're not looking for the, the end date of it. You know, you're cool with it being this indefinite thing if, if that's what it's meant to be. So I think, you know, taking it from that relationship over to the career, it's the same thing. You know, it's <laughs> alignment is, is feeling so excited about what you're doing, but also like excited in the present moment. It's being joyful in the present moment. It's being invested in that. Like if someone were to take that away from you, you would be truly upset. You know, if you weren't making big dollars from it, you'd still be okay, you know, and that there's a whole nother story there with obviously you need money and you need to be supported, but let's just for argument's sake, say you're fine. You're fine on money. You don't have to worry about money. Do you still want to be doing this? You know, uh, do you still want to be right here? So I think that's the best way I can define it. And when like, let's look at the other side of it on alignment, right? Maybe you're waking up dreading a little bit what you have to work on and there's hard things. And no matter what you're doing, there's things you're not going to want to do. But when you're unaligned, I think it happens a lot more often. Like there's a lot of days where you're waking up feeling heavy and like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. Um, you know, you might, you might feel that when people ask you, what are you doing? You might kind of dismiss it. Ah, you know, I'm doing this, this thing. Or when they say, how do you like it? You might say, that's okay. You know, your voice gets kind of high. It's fine. (laughs) It pays the bills, you know, but that (laughs) wishy-washiness. And if you're sitting there thinking about what else could be out there, there probably is something else out there for you you know, if there's something else you can't get off your mind. So you have to check in with yourself. You, you do when however, whatever mode that's through and, you know, the same, I'm thinking back to when you were talking about the comments on TikTok and how people saying like exercise is something that isn't joyful. Well, are you choosing exercise that like you is exciting? you know, probably change how you're working out. There's so many ways to move your body, you know? So it goes, it's all of them are, are the same, you know, your relationships, your, the way you're exercising, the way you're feeding yourself. You know, I could, you could say that you wanted to start eating plant-based and be really, really unhappy. And I would say like, well, what are you eating? Cause you don't have to give up all the foods you love, you know? So what are you, how do you feel every single day when you walk into your, into your business, into your work? And not every day is easy, right? That doesn't mean you're just like, yes, I love every single part. You know, I love spending hours and hours editing each podcast episode. I don't always, you know, it gets a little old. 
<laughs> but big picture, I love it. And that's how I know that I am in alignment right now. And that could change. That will change as I continue to grow, right? So just I will continue to check back in with myself in the second or not the, the second, but as it starts to feel different, as if those feelings of passion and alignment start to kind of drift, I'll ask myself why. Okay, how do I need to shift to get back in that groove? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And I want to emphasize what you said. Like if you're asking yourself, is there more out there? Or like, is there something else out there? Is this it? Like that's to me a telltale sign. Like clearly something is you're not aligned, you know, with where you're at right now. And um clearly you're not aligned with something. If you're asking yourself that every day, you know, like what else is there? Is there something out there? Like that should be a red flag. Like, okay, maybe you should look for something else or pursue something else because that might be a sign of just like in a relationship. If you were asking yourself, what else is out there? Who else is out there? Like that might be a telltale sign that this person isn't the one that you're for you, you know, so just really listening to those questions that you're asking yourself. So I just wanted to emphasize that because I think that's a really good self check and in, in a, a tangible way to, you know, are those thoughts crossing your mind all the time? Then, hey, there, that might be a sign that you aren't aligned with what you're doing. So, so good. Um, okay, so this was amazing. Thank you so much for all of your insight and sharing your story with us. And um, I'd love for you to share where we can find you for all the different things to vegan recipes <laughs> and the lifestyle and um, your podcast. You talked a little bit about your membership too. So where can we find you kind of social media wise? And then um, I'd love to hear more about your membership as well. Yes. So most things can be found on my Instagram at Natalie J. Krause. Uh, that is, that's where I share all of my life. (laughs) So that is the primary platform. And, you know, if you're looking for Jess and his resources, my husband, he's tagged in many of my posts. So just scroll through to the guy that I'm usually with and you'll find him there too. Um, here for more podcast is available, Spotify, Apple podcasts, you know, Google podcasts, all the places. And then as of the late, I now have as of recently, as of the late, I don't know if that's a thing. (laughs) Recently, I came out with a website for my podcast. So I now have hereformorepodcast.com. It is, it is just an extension of the show. You can find all the shows there. You can find the actual membership is linked on there. So all of that, um, hereformorepodcast.com. It has, it has all the goods there on that. And the actual membership, like I mentioned, it's kind of going to get a facelift. It was over on Patreon. I haven't even told anyone this yet, but it is going to move over to a new platform just to make it easier for podcast listeners because when you're listening to a podcast, you're not uh, usually scrolling on your phone. You know, you're probably like doing something else, you know, so we're making it easier for you. Um, but with that, the podcast membership, you you get bonus access. So it's like more access to me. There's AMAs, ask me anything where you can submit questions and then I'll record my answers to them. Um, there's, I recently got stickers so you can get stickers for here for more podcast. There's different, uh, exclusives. Like you get to vote on decisions for the show. You get to, uh, put in requests for guests or topics that kind of stuff, the behind the scenes goods that you get access to. So that's kind of what the membership is. And it is going through a transition, but it's it's very much there and alive. And yeah. And then we have our retreat, which the actual business of it is, is still coming to be. Um, but again, all those details are on my Instagram. So you can find them there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. That membership sounds really, really cool. Um, So thank you again for joining today, Natalie. I really love chatting with you. I just love um, hearing your mindset about things and um, hearing another entrepreneur and kind of their journey, I think is just the more that people can be exposed to people doing this and doing what they want to do, I feel like is just super helpful because that's what helped me. Me Um, That's exactly who I was learning from is people who have done it before me. So thank you again for joining today and go check out her pages, go follow her on Instagram. 
um, check out her podcast here for more podcasts. There will be an interview with me on there as well. Yeah. So you can go listen to that episode <laughs> too. Um, so yeah, everyone else in the Saucy Sales Show, tune in next week, next Monday for a brand new episode. Thank you for being here and spending your time with us today. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Saucy Sales Show. Your time is the most precious asset you have. And I'm so grateful that you chose to spend some of it here with me today. It's time to stop saying, I love everything about my business except sales. And start believing that you are capable of loving sales and making them happen in a way that is fun, authentic, and makes you money. I would love to hear from you, so I can thank you for listening. Go find me on Instagram at Logan in Motion. Share this episode to your stories and tag me so we can connect. Make sure you come back next time so we can hang out again. See you soon.